Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm bringing you guys Week 15 running back start or safe decisions for fantasy football in 2020. Inside this video, we are going to be breaking down every single matchup from the Thursday matchup to the Saturday matchups, Sunday matchups, and then Monday night football. Now, before I get balls deep into this one, I'd like to ask if that at any point inside this video you end up enjoying, you end up having a great time, to please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. Not only is it free, I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 Fantasy Football Championship. And real quick, let me give you guys a quick word from my friends and my sponsor over at OverlayDFS.com. OverlayDFS.com offers a variety of games on their website. It's my favorite way to play daily fantasy sports on the internet. They have the matchup shop, which I typically talk about, where you have one player versus another, plus or minus a certain amount of fantasy points. You pick one, and you put as much money on that matchup as you want, as low as like a dollar, and as high as I believe 500 plus dollars. But this week, I want to talk about the quarterback shootout, because I want a lot of money on this last week, and it is very, very simple. All you have to do is you're going to get a bunch of matchups on your screen, and all you have to do is pick Five out of the 10 to 12 that show up on your screen. And if you get them all right, the prize is very, very big. The top 10% win $50. First place gets $500. Now, obviously, I didn't win $500, even going 5-0, and oh, because three other people won, but that is still a decent amount of money. My other ones went 4-1, and one, and the other one went 4-1 and one as well. So I made a combined $300 on Overlay DFS last week. It is very, very simple. You just pick who scores more fantasy points, player versus player. That's how easy it is. You guys do all this research all all week long to win your fantasy matchup, so why not win some extra cash on top of it on OverlayDFS.com. And we are back. Let's get into it. Week 15, running back start or sit decisions. We begin with Thursday Night Football, the Los Angeles Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. In this one, we have Josh Jacobs, fantasy football bad boy. Last week, Josh Jacobs literally gave us the finger on Instagram and said he wasn't going to play, even though they said that he was going to start. And then, whoopee-doo, look at that. He does end up playing, so a big fuck you to Josh Jacobs. Didn't play all that well last week. But, on the contrary, this week he gets one of the worst defenses in the NFL in the Los Angeles Chargers. In what should be a high-scoring game, so I feel like Josh Jacobs is definitely worthy of a start this week, as is the main running back of the Los Angeles Chargers. Austin Eckler didn't really have a complete feast like it was Thanksgiving last week, but I do think up against the Las Vegas Raiders in what should be a high-scoring affair. If the Chargers can keep up, I like Eckler in this matchup. Kalen Village is going to be a sit for me, as is Devontae Booker, because neither of those guys are starting and don't really get enough work unless the main running back on the prospective team ended up getting hurt now into the first Saturday game. Bills at the Denver Broncos, and in this one, I like Melvin Gordon, but that's a lie. I list Melvin Gordon as a start because I wouldn't be surprised if he had a pretty decent game in this matchup, but Melvin Gordon is a very hit-or-miss type of running back for your roster. If you made it this far in the fantasy football season and you have Melvin Gordon, you probably picked off some other guy off the waiver wire to be able to play in his spot on a majority of weeks because of the inconsistencies of Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's still a good player, but with him and Philip Lindsay in the same backfield, they're very parasitic to each other. Melvin Gordon could have a big game here, but then Lindsay kind of eats into it. And if Lindsay could have a big game, then Melvin Gordon kind of eats into that. So unless one of them's hurt, it's very hard to want to start one of these guys, but up against the Bills, and with how Melvin Gordon's been playing recently, he is kind of a low-end running back too, in my opinion, this week, up against the Buffalo Bills. For the Bills, we have the 
exact same scenario of two running backs who are pretty good but really eat into each other's work. Zach Moss looked very bad last week, in my opinion, up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Devin Singletary didn't look all that great either. Sure, up against the Broncos, either of these guys could do good, but in a parasitic backfield here that I really have no read on, at least I feel like Melvin Gordon has supplanted himself higher than Lindsay. I just don't see that in Buffalo, and Philip Lindsay is going to be a sit for me. Final Saturday game here is the Carolina Panthers at the Green Bay Packers, and in this one, I like Mike Davis. You just have to. Seems like Christian McCaffrey is going to be sat down for the rest of the season. I'm sorry to anyone who drafted Christian McCaffrey thinking he was going to be the guy just like he was last year. He probably fucking would have been had he not have ended up getting hurt. Why rush him back at this point in the season? You guys aren't going to be making the playoffs. If you're a Panthers fan, you're looking at this realistically. The Panthers are not going to make the playoffs, so why risk the star, the stud running back that you paid last year? Why risk his health? Why not just play Mike Davis down the stretch and hopefully Mike Davis does play well just like he did last week up against the Denver Broncos for the Packers. Mr. A.A. Ron Jones is a must-start running back at this point in the season. This guy is just sparking it up like his name was Snoop Doggy Dog. And I think he's going to be able to do that up against the Carolina Panthers, whose defense has looked good recently, but last week up against the Broncos, Dikembe, no, no, no. They looked very bad. Christian McCaffrey obviously is going to be a sit because I highly doubt he is going to play in this matchup. Now, Jamal Williams is not on the screen for the Packers, but if you're in a super deep league, he is worthy of a start. But unless you're in like a super deep league and you're in a real fucked up situation, he's a guy that I would definitely sit down. Now into the Sunday slate of games, the San Francisco 49ers at the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry's world. In this one, I don't really feel confident in the Cowboys running backs. I would probably have Zeke listed as like a top 25 running back in my rankings, but I have about zero confidence in him going into this matchup. The 49ers defense does look better as of recently, and I just don't have any confidence that Ezekiel Elliott is going to be able to overcome the woes he's had this season. It just seems like Zeke is in some type of different mindset without Dak Prescott. The offense just doesn't run correctly. It's just a shit show in Dallas for Ezekiel Elliott, so if I had other options, I'm definitely sitting down Zeke this week, as goes with his teammate, Tony Pollard for the 49ers. Raheem Mostert seems like an iffy start or sit this week, not based upon his talent. If he was to go, he's a 100% smash shot at the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys run defense is the worst in the NFL. Maybe it's not the worst, but it's one of the worst. It's so fucking bad. You could suit up, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play today. And you could literally just run a train on the Dallas Cowboys defense. So if Mostert ends up starting, he is worthy of a start for fantasy football. But if he ends up missing because he got in that concussion protocol in that game, then bring in Mr. Jeff Wilson for the 49ers. He's worthy of a start if Raheem Mostert ends up missing next game. Here we got the Seattle Seahawks at the Washington football team. And Chris Carson is obviously going to be a start in this matchup. Up on the Seattle Seahawks offense that is just so potent at finding the end zone, finding the green. Chris Carson just has to be a start-worthy player in this game. The Washington football team's front seven is no joke, though, so the upside is a bit limited in this one due to the tough matchup up against the Washington football team. J.D. McKissick going up against a softer Seattle Seahawks run defense. J.D. McKissick looked pretty solid last week in that matchup that the Washington football team won again. The Washington football team is 
on fire, and I think J.D. McKissick is going to be fired up again to play well up against a not-so-hot Seattle Seahawks run defense. Antonio Gibson seems like he is going to end up missing again. Now, if he plays, you skyrocket J.D. McKissick straight to the bench, and then based upon how healthy he is, I would be willing to start Antonio Gibson in that case, but in the scenario we're talking about here, in my opinion, I feel like Antonio Gibson is going to end up missing this game, so he'll be listed as a sit for me next game. Here we got the Chi-Town Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. In this one, I like both starting running backs. David Montgomery has been running trains on the fucking defense, like the seventh floor crew. Shout out to third leg Greg Olson. David Montgomery has been fan fucking tastic, and it's crazy. David Montgomery's perception sucked this season. Everyone, he plays decent at the beginning of the season, then he starts sucking. People are calling for his name. Matt Nagy is a certified idiot, but it does not matter as of recently. Once Mitchell Trubisky put the starter's helmet back on, David Montgomery has been on fire. I'm talking Charmeleon, Charmander, Char-fucking-Zard type of fire. David Montgomery is going to roll through the Minnesota Vikings, and the same thing is going to happen to the Bears' defense from Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is unreal when he's healthy. You play him locked and loaded. There's not too much to think about when you're talking about Mr. Dalvin Cook. I'm going to be sitting down Mike Boone because Alexander Madison is banged up next game. Here we got the New England Deflatriots at the Miami Dolphins. If you guys have ended up enjoying this video thus far, please make sure that you guys hit that subscribe button down below. If you're new and if you're not new, you've been watching for a while, please make sure that you hit that like button as well. It would really help me out a whole ton. Now for the Dolphins, Lynn Bowden, Lynn Bowden, however you want to say it, is listed as a running back on some formats of fantasy football. Now, if you're in a league where he's listed as a wide receiver, I'm not really looking for that, but as a running back, I think Lynn Bowden has the most opportunity to score points out of him and DeAndre Washington. Now, why is that? It's because Lynn Bowden isn't going to be getting that many snaps rushing the ball. He's going to be catching the ball. It seems like Devontae Parker may end up missing this matchup. It seems like Kasicki is probably going to be missing this matchup, so the opportunity for Lynn Bowden is wide open like my legs on a Sunday night. I love, love, love Lynn Bowden in this matchup. If you can play him as a running back, DeAndre Washington, he's got the next to him because I'm not too sure about DeAndre Washington. He is going to get the opportunity, but will he be able to play big in this scenario? A must-win game for the Miami Dolphins up against the Patriots team who just got a train ran on them by Cam Akers. Is it possible Washington blows up and plays amazing? Yes. Is it possibly plays like shit? 100%. If Miles Gaskin is missing, if Salvin Ahmed is missing, I will fire up uh, DeAndre Washington in certain situations. Let me know down below what you guys think about this Miami backfield for the Patriots. The Dolphins run defense looks rock fucking hard. I'm talking Cialis Viagra hard here. Damian Harris and James White are not going to be able to get through the unbreakable wall of the Miami Dolphins defense next game. Here we got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Baltimore Ravens. The Jaguars have been jagging off all over their opponents by, via using James Robinson. Now, they may lose every single game, but James Robinson is still in the game running, running, running. The Ravens got ran, ran, ran on last night by Nick Chubb and and Kareem Hunt, and I think James Robinson, who is going to be peppered with touches and receptions in this game. I love White, or not White, I almost said because I was talking about fucking James White before. James Robinson in this matchup for the Ravens. Now, the Ravens, we have a issue, a very big issue that has presented itself, which is the fact that John Harbaugh has no fucking idea what he's doing. 
one game, Dobbins really plays very well. Then the next game, they start using Edwards more. Now, J.K. Dobbins ended up scoring last week, so I'm still confident in Dobbins, but I'm also confident in Gus Edwards. It seems like Marky Mark Ingram, big trust woo-woo, is going to be the odd man out in this backfield. Let me know what you guys think about the Ravens' backfield as well, because this is probably the most typical... Typical, the most typically difficult kind of running back backfield to figure out. I do like Dobbins. I'm still comfortable in Gus Bus Edwards next game. Here we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons. Another case of a confusing backfield. Now, Ronald Jones ended up hurting his pinky finger. Pinky's out, and he's having surgery on it. So can he even play on Sunday? Why is he getting surgery on his pinky in the middle of the season? I don't know. Maybe it's because it's something minor and they can get it done and he can suit up on Sunday. To me, I frankly have no idea if he's going to be playing or not. If he does, though, up against the Atlanta Falcons, he is in must-start category. Then you get to the case of what happens if he doesn't start. Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette got scratched last week. Didn't even play at all. So can we trust Leonard Fournette? I don't know. Can we trust Keyshawn Vaughn, Leshawn McCoy? I don't know. So if Ronald Jones doesn't end up playing, I'm probably just fading all of them. And Leonard Fournette, if he ends up playing, would be ranked the highest of the rest. But I really don't know what I would do in that backfield if Ronald Jones was gone. Todd Gurley, Edo Smith, Brian Hill, all the Falcons running backs, the smorgasbord of them, are not startable in this matchup up against a stout Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Next game, here we got the Detroit Lions at the Le Titans. Derrick Henry coming fresh off that two 100-yard game up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I expect Mr. Derrick Henry to bend over the Lions just like he did to the Jags just one week ago. Derrick Henry is a smash start here, probably going to be the running back number one in my rankings on the week for the Lions. DeAndre Swift is going to be listed as a start up against the Titans defense that really isn't that great. So I think Swift will be able to get used in this matchup pretty effectively but the biggest issue with this is it seems like Stafford's going to end up missing, so this offense is really going to be deflated like a football in New England. So I don't love Swift as much this week, but his teammates, AP, as well as Carryon Johnson, are just sits at this point in the season because it seems like they've established Swift as the workhorse back in this backfield next game here. The Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor has proved and proved and proved again that he is a start-worthy running back in fantasy football. Two amazing weeks in a row, and up against the Texans, you've never seen an easier matchup. Up against a bunch of jabronis in Houston, this should be a very smash matchup for Jonathan Taylor to have top five, if not even the number one running back potential on the week up against a very bad run defense in Houston. Naheem Hines, even with Jonathan Taylor, getting a boatload of carries. Naheem Hines has still been producing, and while he produces, he's great in your fantasy lineup, so why not start him again this week up against the Texans? For the Texans, we've got a case of two Johnsons, and they if you start either of them, their Johnson's going to end up straight in your mouth, and it is not going to be a fun sight. You're going to be gagging, you're going to be throwing up, and you're not going to have a good rest of your Sunday. So do not be starting either of the Johnsons in this matchup up against a tough Indianapolis Colts run defense and with a Texans team that just doesn't look good. Next game here, we got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Arizona Cardinals. Now I'm here to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody, as Conor McGregor said, because Miles Sanders should have been a straight-up Michael Jordan fadeaway. Just easy fade. You just do not start him up against the Saints run defense. And you know what happened? He ran a train on him. He looked amazing. 
A, a lot of it, though, was off of one very, very big run, but I'm not one to say that. Up against the Cardinals, he's in for a big spot. It seems as though Jalen Hurts has revitalized this offense to rise them up to greatness. So I do like Miles Sanders this week up against the Arizona Cardinals. For the Cardinals, Kenyon Drake has still looked very good. It seems like Kyler Murray, short boy Murray, just isn't as confident as he used to be with his prowess inside of the pocket. Just has not looked as good as he did earlier in the season and that results in a lot more rushing for the Arizona Cardinals kind of like what we saw deeper in the last season where they were really running the ball a lot with Kenyon Drake maybe we're to see a repeat of last season and Drake is a smash here up against Philly and being such a safe running back as of recently for Drake definitely gives him a very confident start this week in my eyes. The backups are going to be since Boston Scott definitely is just a touchdown upside kind of a player where Miles Sanders does all the work, gets them to like the 10, and then they, for some reason, sub in Boston Scott. He vultures you and ends up scoring. Otherwise, Boston Scott's pretty much useless. Chase Edmonds, you can actually talk yourself into liking him, but recently it seems like it's really the Kenyon Drake show in Arizona. Next game here, we got the Los Angeles Rams up against the New York football Jets in LA and it seems like Ty Johnson was just a fucking fairy tale fairy dust so it seemed like I mean he played really good two weeks ago and then didn't really do anything Frank Gore returning just doesn't seem like the recipe for success in New York so I'm sitting down both of those running backs Cam Akers man oh man Cam Akers turned on the fucking Nas like he was in fast and fucking furious last week. It was unreal up against the Patriots, the amount of effectiveness, the efficiency by Cam Akers, and that was up against the Patriots. That looked very stout on defense just a week before that up against the Chargers. So imagine what Akers is going to be able to do to the New York football Jets. He's going to bend them in half and eat them for breakfast. I love Akers this week up against the Jets. Darrell Henderson has been completely and utterly cucked by the emergence of Cam Akers. Next game here, we got the Kansas City Chiefs at the New Orleans Saints. Now, it seems like maybe, just maybe, Drew Breezes returns in this one. Maybe, but probably not. We're going to get another case of Taysom Hill. Don't love Alvin Kamara again this week with Taysom Hill. Kamara's upside is certainly limited by a significant drop-off in the attempts going his way from the receiving part of the game so he's not getting as many dump offs that definitely hurts him big time but I still think he's worthy of a start here in a high scoring matchup in my eyes up against the Chiefs Clyde Edwards Hilaire looked pretty solid up against the Miami Dolphins last week it's very clear that he's the running back one on the team Le'Veon Bell even tweeted about how he only got like four carries no shit Le'Veon Andy Reid didn't draft you in the first round he just paid you a couple million dollars so that no other team could get them to contest with the Chiefs is what it appears to be so Le'Veon Bell is going to be a sit and CEH is going to be a start up against a tougher Saints defense though so definitely not a smash uh, kind of a pick for this week. Latavius is going to be a sit because it seems like unless they're going to commit to really running, 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 running the ball, which is very hard to do up against the Chiefs because the Chiefs are going to be able to fight back regardless of how good your defense is. I feel like Latavius is just not very useful in matchups where they're not just going to be murdering their opponent OJ Simpson style next game. Here we got the Cleveland Browns at the New York Football Giants. And man, oh man, did that loss stink from the Browns, mainly because Lamar Jackson not only took a shit in the locker room and was gone for a whole quarter. He also took a shit right on the Browns' dreams of really running away with 
the second place spot in that division. The Ravens are still looming behind him. Now, this is a easy matchup up against the Giants, so I don't expect this to be a swing and a miss for Mr. Baker Mayfield, and I do expect this to be a swing and a fucking hit, a home goddamn run where it hits the, the fucking pole and the pole falls over and murders the Giants. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are the one, two, punch of an offense. Kareem Hunt, two tugs. Kareem Hunt, I believe, scored two tugs. All types of tugs here, like a massage parlor that Robert Kraft goes to. I love both of these running backs. The Giants defense is pretty decent against the pass, but up against the run, I don't think they'll be able to stop Chubb or Kareem Hunt. Wayne Gallman is going to be a start. The Browns defense looks pretty good to begin the game, and then typically towards the end of the game, they look like they are crawling. They're like looking like they're going to need a Darth Vader-esque fucking respirator to be able to breathe, so I think Wayne Gallman will be able to cut them up later in the game. The other Giants running backs, Deion Lewis and Alfred Morris, are going to be sits for me, because unless Gallman was dead in a ditch, you can't be starting Deion Lewis or Alfred Morris. And final game of the week, waited all day for Monday night, and you get the Steelers versus, you're like, oh, the Steelers again on primetime, the Bengals. The Bengals. Your dick gets soft instantly. You're like, oh, man, I'm ready to go. Pittsburgh again. And then it gets soft. James Conner up against the Bengals. This is a recipe for disaster for the Bengals defense. Even if Conner hasn't looked great, even if this O-line hasn't looked anywhere near as good as it has in the past, the Bengals defense is built different and not built different like how DK Metcalf is this huge monster of a man who's way bigger than everyone else. It's like built different like they don't understand how to fucking read uh, what the offense is going to do and James Conner will just easily run a train through them. Giovanni Bernard, everyone's favorite, the Liano running back is going to be sit for me as is Samaj P. Ryan as well as a guy whose name is Williams in the backfield as well. So thank you guys all so much for watching. Let me know if you guys have anything different than me. Maybe you want to fire up Giovanni Bernard up against the Steelers. Maybe you want to fire up someone else that I have not talked about or maybe you're sitting someone that I've talked about in this video. Let me know down below in the comments of each and every single one of you motherfuckers. Make sure you guys shout out overlaydfs.com link down below in the description. I love you all. Have a great rest of your guys' day. As always, stay safe. I love you all. Good boy!